I'm Kim Singletary. And I'm Rich Collins with Biz New Orleans Magazine. Welcome to Biz Talks. Each week, we reach beyond the pages of Biz New Orleans Magazine to bring you in-depth conversations with members of the business community. From the names everyone knows to the ones destined to make their mark, we'll dive into the top issues, best practices, successes, and failures of every industry that calls Southeast Louisiana home. Welcome to this week's episode of Biz Talks. I'm Kim Singletary, Managing Editor of Biz New Orleans Magazine, and this week we're talking about sustainability. We all know we should be thinking sustainably more, that it's the right thing to do for our planet, but it turns out, along with so many other changes, multiple consumer surveys have found that COVID-19 has brought about a renewed interest in sustainability among consumers worldwide, including in the U.S. Businesses are now finding more than ever that acting sustainably and offering up environmentally friendly products is just good business. For instance, according to a 2021 Future Consumer Index by the global professional organization EY, U.S. consumers are taking more actions to live and buy sustainably, and a majority of them, 63%, believe a company's behavior is as important as what it sells. 45% of those people felt businesses should provide them with more sustainable options, and those options can translate into more money for the business. 30% of the people surveyed said they are currently spending more on products that are sustainable and better for the environment, and 31% as of last year plan to increase their purchasing of sustainable products in the next year. My guest today is Kevin Ferguson. He is the Vice President of External Affairs for New Orleans and Company, which is our tourism and hospitality industry's official destination sales, marketing, and trade organization. He's here to talk about a new opportunity for our local hospitality industry to help them capitalize on the benefits of being more environmentally friendly. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you so much, Kimberly. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Um, So this... I guess it would be last week, July 12th, kicked off a three-month campaign that you guys are calling a zero-waste campaign called Love Your City, and that is being run in partnership with the New Orleans Chamber of Commerce and Life City. Yes, we're excited about the campaign. Um, Again, it's a great partnership between New Orleans and Company, the Chamber, Life City. Uh, Love Your City is their real active brand out there, and with the Zero Waste Challenge, we identified this as a real easy way um, to kind of launch a campaign to get companies here thinking about sustainability. Um, and it's actually open even beyond the hospitality industry, but certainly that's that was our goal to really come together as an industry, um, participate in this challenge and, and have an impact. So when did you guys start thinking about this? How did this come about? Oh, that's a great question. I think like so many um, great things in our city, it just kind of happened organically with some conversations. One of our major partners um, in hospitality and tourism is the convention center. So New Orleans and company's role is really to bring in conferences, events, as well as leisure travel. And so we actually book um, a lot of the events in conjunction with the convention center. And they had made some really substantial commitments to increasing their sustainability, their infrastructure around being a little bit more green and just thinking more consciously about um, all the different things that come through there from um, their use of electricity, their water usage, their waste diversion. And so they have a, um, a staff member actually dedicated to that, Linda Bainham. And oh, wow. as we were having conversations and getting updates on some of the things they were doing in the building, um, you know, they, she mentioned that, hey, if you really want to learn more about this, there's a group here, Life City, 
um, that's held by Liz Shepard. Yeah. And they're very active and engaging the community. And they actually already have a hotel affinity group. So a group of hotel partners that work with them to kind of share best practices around sustainability. And um, through that conversation connected with Liz, and we kind of had the idea of a great way to um, really bring the industry together around this would be to have a, a three month challenge like this where we can measure impact. And the thought was to have an event like we had last week um, to launch it and really connect people. So um, that's, that's really how it came about. So tell me about the event. It was, it's a workshop and you had panelists. Yeah, so I, I think when we were looking at this, one of my big desires, when you think about the hospitality industry and all the different businesses involved, um, there's so many different scales, right? So we have our largest hotels, the brands that you'd recognize, um, the Sheratons and Marriott's and Hilton's. Um, and for those operators, the things that they're able to do and the way they're able to engage with something like sustainability and waste diversion might be at a different scale than somebody that has a restaurant or a coffee shop. But right. what was important to us was to illustrate that no matter the size or type of your business, there were really impactful things you could do um, from a variety of range, from, from low to no cost to things where you did have to contribute to some cost. And so the goal of the um, event was to one, have a panel where we could speak to that. So we had businesses of different sizes participate in the panel, you know, all the way from the convention center to smaller hotel properties and businesses. That way folks could connect the dots. You know, if I'm sitting in that room and I've got, you know, a thousand square foot coffee shop and all that's in there are large hotels and, and properties, it's gonna be hard for me to connect with how I can get engaged. So the goal was to have that panel really lead the way in illustrating where they were at in the process, how they started down this path, and then on top of that, they have service providers at the event so that we could say, hey, now that you've learned more about what this challenge is and, and how people have integrated sustainability and waste diversion into their operations, please take some time to go connect with our service providers. They can provide you more information and hopefully get you down the path to get started. So you guys work obviously in conjunction, like you said, with, with a lot of the hospitality around the city. I know it's gotten a lot of attention that COVID was really hard on a lot of these, these places that we didn't have the tourism. Um, all of downtown has, has felt it. Is that how are things going? Have things started to pick up? Is it Certainly, you know, I think when you look at the city as a whole, we really saw a, a nice bump um, last year. So if you're thinking about 2021, right. third quarter of 2021, things were really strong. And then there was a little bit of a setback, obviously, with Ida, mm -hmm. and then um, some of the variants that came about at that time. But we were really projected to go into 2022 from a place of strength. And that's certainly what we noticed. So I think, you know, the good news all around is that when it comes to um, the impact of COVID, um, it's been a long, tough haul. There's still some after effects from that. There's some gaps in the planning, you know, so when you think about conferences and, and events, especially, there's a nice long runway when it comes to planning. Our, our, our sales team is actively booking five to six years out as we speak. Oh, wow. So what we really lost during that COVID time, um, you know, there's some, some softness in 2023 that we're working hard to get over, but 2022 was in a really good place, fortunately. And I think, um, you know, one of the that's, benefits- so that's because a lot of this stuff was booked before the pandemic? A lot of it was booked before and then things got pushed, you know? So uh, things got yeah. pushed in 20 and 21. And so 22 um, was really a, a really strong year and, and a good rebound. Um, we're still working to get back to the numbers we were at pre-pandemic. Um, right. You know, I think uh, important for context, 2019 was a record setting year uh -huh. when it came to visitorship and um, conferences, events, 
everything for the city and a lot of different destinations. So um, it's a real high water mark we're trying to get back to when you think about 2019. But it's, uh, you know, I'm happy to report that through the efforts of, you know, associations nationally, through the efforts of our group, through the efforts of the state and the city, we're, we're on that path to getting back to those numbers. And we just had Essence not that long ago, too. That was, but I'm reading, from what I'm reading, a pretty good bump. Oh, it certainly is. You know, I think when you when you look at the the, the schedule and the calendar, historically, the summer months are tough. Yeah. Hurricane season is, is a challenge as well. And so it's very important to have a large event like Essence that can kind of help anchor those summer months, especially from a hotel occupancy. And then Essence is one of those special events, um, much like, you know, Mardi Gras and, and Jazz Fest that kind of capture the attention of the whole world. Right. And so there's there's just the spotlight on our city. So it's always great to have those events back with us. So I guess this is kind of leading to like in an industry that was really hit hard. So are they they have the financial bandwidth to be thinking about these things to be kind of going, OK, what can we do sustainably and stuff instead of just kind of, I guess, worrying right, like about the bottom line, you know, that they're they're able to think a little broader and. Get into yeah, I think, I think you have to, you know, and I, I think the best way to, to think about it, it, it doesn't need to be an and or situation, you know, and I think a lot of times we've convinced ourselves that, you know, when we look at things like sustainability, uh, waste diversion, being more you know, environmentally sound, um, we, we think a lot about the cost and the burden, right? right. And I, I think we've got to think more about the opportunity and the necessity, um, you know, I know we were talking, you know, momentarily ago about your, your air conditioning being out, right? And, um, you know, you don't think about not having air conditioning as, as an option, right? It's just something that you have to have, especially in a city like New Orleans. And I think more and more when we think about the way we run our businesses, but especially from a hospitality and tourism standpoint, um, these things are becoming more and more a necessity. You know, think about when you travel personally, you, you want to have all those same comforts and luxuries that you have where you're coming from. Um, you know, condition, air conditioning, you know, clean water to drink, clean, you know, bed to sleep in, right? And so if you go to a destination and you notice a drop off in the things that you're used to at home and where you're from, that's something that kind of sticks with you. And so I think from, from the traveler experience standpoint, it is in our best interest to make sure that it's seamless. Whatever part of the country you're coming from, whatever things you're used to um, from an economic or from an environmental standpoint, it's important for us to be able to have those here. You know, we really don't want folks to feel like they're coming to a place where they have to compromise um, some of the things that are important to them from a value standpoint. And when you look um, from, a, from a business and meeting standpoint, it's crucially important. Um, you know, so many of the conferences, conventions, associations that come to our city, they have things that are important to them. They have boards and they have leadership that have values. You know, one of the things that my team really does is work directly with our convention sales team. And so when associations are coming into town, um, you know, the questions we get, you know, Kevin, can you list, you know, the, the sustainable things that are happening in the city? This group's really interested in that. Kevin, we have a group that's very interested in working with veteran-owned businesses. Can you identify some restaurants that they can work with? So all these groups have things that are important to them and values. And so it's important that as a hospitality industry, we are set up to a point where we can point to our different hotel partners, our restaurants, our convention center, our airport as partners in all these things. And that you don't have to compromise the, the values of your organization to have a great event here. And so there's really a, a power to that, um, that when you look at, you know, where we're headed, um, you know, these really are necessities. These make us more competitive with the cities that we're, we're competing against to host large events. 
So it does sound like it's not just a kind of do the right thing, but there's a strong ROI. Oh, there certainly is. You know, I'll tell you this. I was at an event in Baton Rouge and it was really focused around um, wind energy and, and kind of the coming of the idea of these offshore wind farms and um, representatives from the oil industry were there, you know, from Lamoga. And they were talking about how, you know, this was important for their industry too. And you're thinking about, you know, wow, like how, how far have we come that the oil and gas, the energy sector, the traditional energy sector doesn't look at wind as a threat, but as something that's a necessity. Um, and what they talked about is when you go into their boardrooms, you know, they have practices and policies in place, um, just like every other company. So they want to offset their carbon footprint, right? And so they, they can say, hey, if we have wind farms supplying energy for a refinery, that helps offset some of the things we're doing. So more and more, when you look across every industry, you know, these aren't really luxuries or, um, you know, frivolous pursuits. These are things that are just becoming more and more way of people doing business and the things that they consider important. Um, and so that's where I think as an industry, it's important that we embrace it. And we certainly are. Um, you know, I was, I was pleasantly surprised when we came into this endeavor, how far some of our, our partners had already come, um, particularly the hotel industry had really put a lot of thought into it. Um, you know, several hotels that were participating in that, um, that hotel affinity group with Life City, um, where they had reduced their plastics by having um, in-house bottled water that they serve in, in glass bottles. Um, Windsor Court's an example of that. Um, but even the efforts when you, when you talk to um, a Hilton and a Sheraton about the things they're doing were really incredible. So um, it's not a new space. I think what's great now is that folks are talking about it more and that it really does become a selling point for our destination that, hey, we have all the things that you want um, when it comes to hotels and facilities to make sure that, that you're having less of a footprint when you, when you travel and when you host these events. So what about small places? Like you said, like a thousand foot coffee shop. How, how does that, I guess, benefit them? Is, is, or is, is that more of they're doing things just to kind of do the right thing or are they seeing some benefit as well? I think people see benefits. You know, I, I've been, I, what I would always challenge everybody because um, sometimes people won't publicize it, but look, look at the materials, look at what's being distributed, look at what's on the wrappers of, of the things you're buying. Think about, you know, the small steps people take, right? So most coffee shops you go in, and they have to go where that's for if you're, you know, actually traveling away with your coffee and then they have, you know, plastic or, you know, uh, silverware and, and permanent place settings there and cups and saucers. And like that's, that's a waste diversion effort right there, right? That they don't just give everybody a coffee cup, regardless of if you're dining in or taking out. Right. Um, and then there's also a cost saving measuring that for them as well. You know, right. they're saving on all those disposable items. Um, but you'd be surprised, you know, when I look at most of the coffee mugs I, or cups I get, you know, it's made from recycled material or it's compostable. Um, are there stuff that's, you know, purposely biodegradable or they're trying to reduce their usage on plastic straws. So I think there's a lot of things happening around us and it's so seamless that you don't even notice it. But I do think from a consumer standpoint, you know, they're, they're trying to be conscious of where other companies and businesses are at. And I do think there's a competitive advantage and there's a consumer base that you can reach when you make those efforts. You know, I think for a lot of people, you know, myself included, you know, I try to be conscious of those things. Right. Um, you know, I was joking with Liz that, you know, I'm, I'm a product of Captain Planet, you know, I'm 40 years old. <laughs> and so when I was growing up, you know, we were inundated with these messaging uh, about the purpose of, you know, the, the, the importance of recycling, the importance of being conscious of the environment, you know, so as an adult and a consumer, 
that's in the back of my mind. It's not even things that I'm, I'm always consciously thinking of, but I appreciate it. I notice it. Um, you know, when I travel personally, I kind of take note of, of what other cities are doing. Um, and so you want to make sure that you're aligned. And especially, you know, I think a city like New Orleans, um, you know, there's some sister cities and, and larger cities across the country that even though we, we don't have the population to match, right. we'd like to think of ourselves as equals, right? And so right. when you go to those cities and you come back home, you, you want to think about, hey, what are the things we need to be doing? What are the things I experience other places that I'd like to see in New Orleans? Um, you know, I think about the blue bikes, you know, that we have, you know, right. now that's maintained by Blue Crew, but that was something that I saw years ago in Austin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think at many levels, Austin's a city that we compete with for conferences, meetings, and, and tourism, but it's also a city that people think of as innovative. Um, and I know that's a place that we want New Orleans to be. And so whenever you can have those amenities that other cities have, um, it's important. It's kind of a measuring stick. Yeah, I, well, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law are in L.A., and they I don't think they've used plastic bags I don't know in how many years like they they have to they always remember their bags everywhere because they they don't have an option they don't offer plastic bags anymore in LA so um and and that's I think that's a great example of how you know with the right infrastructure and the right setup and messaging you know things eventually become part of your life right like mm -hmm. you know growing up here we had curbside recycling and then it kind of went away for a while post Katrina and it's back and it's just a part of my life you know I, I don't I don't think about the effort it takes to put my plastic in a bin in my house and then put it in the can outside and then wheel that out every Thursday night. You know, that's just part of what we do. Yeah, it feels weirder to throw out something that's plastic or or you just have this strange, like, bad feeling. (laughs) Yes. And uh, or or if you're somewhere else, you know, there's times where I've been in an event, um, you know, and they haven't had recycling and I've got a plastic water bottle and I'm like, all right, I'll just put this in my bag or bring it to my car and I'll in my recycling at home. home. So what, what kind of companies are involved in this? You had mentioned some, you know, bigger names, but um, who, who's involved in this challenge so far that you could share? Uh, so we, we've got, um, I'll tell you one, New Orleans and Company. You know, it's something that we've kind of taken up inside our office to say, hey, let's commit. Um, let's be present. Let's be at this. Um, we've got several different departments from the city that were represented at the event. Um, several restaurants. We actually had the, uh, the Oyster Shell Recycling Program. Oh, yeah. um, was one of the vendors that was there. And so they were excited to be able to be at the event, connect with some of our restaurant partners um, and make sure they're aware of their service and how to engage in that. Um, so really we, we tried to make it a diverse group. You know, our membership itself for New Orleans company is very diverse, um, you know, from destination marketing companies to restaurants, hotels, linen companies, florists. Um, it's a really diverse group. So it was important that uh, both the programming spoke to that, but also the vendors, they were able to accommodate businesses of different sizes. So um, we were excited about everybody that was able to participate. Um, you know, we did have a, a good bit of representation from the hotels, uh, which is exciting for us because that's a real major point when we're talking with our clients, potential conferences and associations um, that we have such great hotel partners here. And then the convention center as well is another one that was very prominent. So what this is a three-month campaign so how does this work do you have to be there on day one you know is it people no you certainly don't have to be i I think you know again the the launch event was really to get some excitement and provide some resources and really go into detail about the campaign and how folks could engage but we wanted to keep this and um certainly encourage people still if they're interested to connect and sign up um this is something where you're going to do a little bit of self-reporting and then we're going to work with some of the service providers as well 
but it's all through Life City, and then through their Love Your City platform, uh, folks can sign up online. And really, we have three different levels for the challenge. Um, just like the Olympics, there's bronze, silver, and gold. Okay. And so what we wanted to do was really encourage people to take that first step. And so getting to that bronze level, there are several options you have to achieve the bronze level. And really, a lot of that is about committing and doing some internal planning and thought and putting some things in the work for your business at a very basic level to really kind of start putting together a plan, having conversations, having some meetings, taking those initial first steps to diverting waste. That okay, second so level- This could work for like any company? Any company, you know, okay. and, and, I, and I think that's what we want. We really wanted something broad. You know, we are okay. specifically encouraging the hospitality and tourism industry, but I think it was important in partnering with Life City and the Chamber to recognize that there's a lot of businesses outside of those industries that could really use a little encouragement. And that's what we wanted this to be. You know, this isn't about shaming anyone. This is about really encouraging companies to take that first step or get reconnected. I think to your point, we've had a lot of disruption in the last two years between COVID and between Ida. And so it's a great opportunity for some companies that were doing things before that. Um, New Orleans and Company is a great example. We had some programs in place uh, prior to those things. Um, and then between uh, having some of our vendors that were struggling to operate or having some other issues, we kind of stopped doing some of those things. And so this was a great opportunity as we we're doing this partnership to say, hey, it's time for us to get back on board. This is a great launching pad. Um, so that bronze level is very achievable, um, really about kind of committing and doing some internal planning to, to put yourself in a position to, to divert waste. That second level, that silver level, um, is really when you get to a, a little bit more tangible um, and a little bit more of a commitment where there's three different um, options that we're asking people to do. So basically there's a list of 15 or 20 different um, steps to take towards waste diversion. Um, all the way basic from having planning, having sorting in your, um, in your business where you just sort out your compostable waste, your recyclable waste, um, to taking those extra steps and where you're really buying products that are um, made from recycled material. You're working with vendors to have composting, you know, you're, you're doing some other things to kind of divert waste at a higher level. And then that, that gold level is really going to be the commitment to taking five of those actionable steps from the platform and achieving those during the course of the challenge. Um, so we really wanted to make this something where everybody could, could hit a goal. Um, I was joking with Liz that I was kind of a C student when I was younger. <laughs> and so that um, was a little bit of an exaggeration, but that's, yeah, so I wanted to make sure agree, that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that I wanted, I wanted to make things uh, achievable and real for people. I, I think the, the toughest thing um, when you're a business or even an individual and you're looking to make a change or really doing something positive is taking that first step and having a little bit of success to kind of reinforce the next step. And so that's why we wanted to really make sure that, that the first step, um, that bronze level for this challenge was something that we, we felt like every company could achieve with some effort. Um, it's, not, it's not easy, but it's achievable with some effort and commitment. So that was important to us. So you had this workshop on the 12th. Are there going to be other events throughout this three-month period? We are really going to kind of activate a lot of this through social media. We're going to do okay. updates. Um, Life City is going to kind of manage some of the updates and maintain the dashboard. Um, and really the idea is as a community, let's track what we're doing okay. and really be able to, um, to celebrate that. You know, And so we've got some plans for the end of the campaign to get everybody together, to kind of celebrate the wins, to recognize um, those folks that achieved those different levels. And then we're working with some partners in the community um, 
you know, some of our elected officials and, and some of our other partners to make sure that we're really public about the companies that have done well with this. Because uh, yeah. that's important to us, you know, certainly. So you is know, there going to be something like that? So like, you know, like when you build lead certified, you know, you can put that out and say, hey, you know, this is a lead building or whatever. Is is there a way that the companies will be able to say like, hey, we did this and we are like a gold level something? Yes. Like okay. So all, all of those companies that um, participate in the challenge, you'll get recognized for that. But when you achieve that bronze, silver, or gold um, rating, that's actually a badge that Life City issues. And so that's something that, you know, we're certainly going to encourage people to post on their own websites and social media. Okay. We'll have some recognition through New Orleans and company. Um, we're looking at ways to kind of integrate that in the profiles of participating members. Um, so that'll be listed on theirs. And we'll, we'll do some, some um, additional recognition on the website. But that is 100% a part of this. You know, we, we certainly want folks to come and engage in this um, because they believe in it, but we know it's important that after they're done to be able to get some recognition and for them to tout that, you know, they took these steps. Um, you know, and the way we look at this, uh, you know, this one is really focused on waste diversion. You know, again, so composting, recycling, keeping things out of landfill, um, being selective about the products you use, you know, so even going from, you know, even for a company to go from having plastic cups in their break room, you know, to having, um, you know, either plastic bottles that are uh, people that are sustainable and that people can hold on to or having, you know, typical glassware in there and then committing to cleaning that, you know, that's a tangible step that will get you a bronze badge in this, right? So those are steps that we know um, take some effort. And so we want people to, to do those things. Uh, but the ultimate goal is that hopefully next year we can have a second challenge, right? And this one may not be waste diversion. It may be energy conservation. Um, and to kind of continually use this as a platform to work with businesses in the area to, to get more sustainable overall. And then, like you said, I mean, your job is bringing in, you know, that tourism money and those, you know, all of people from out of town, obviously. And so they're going to see the ideas. They see that and it starts to come of like New Orleans cares about this stuff. We are being more sustainable. And that puts us on a more competitive level with some of these other areas, like you said. Yes, certainly. And, and I, you know, I think we're always looking for things to be positive about, right? Like that's, that's my job. The job of my company is to sell the city. And so being able to go out to the market and, and really tell people that now are you come into a city that has an incredible culture, that's rich in music, that's rich in culinary, that has amazing art and um, destinations for that. But you're also coming to a place that, that values itself and it's doing all the things it needs to take care of itself. You know, much in the same way that you think about, hey, it's important not to have litter on our streets. You know, it's important to have, you know, clean buildings without graffiti. Um, waste diversion and sustainability are part of that. You know, it's a part of that, that picture of what makes a city a really good destination and that kind of takes care of itself. And so to be able to message that out to people, both from a leisure standpoint, um, like we talked about, to have that continuity to where a visitor from Austin or San Diego are from um, New York, are from Charlotte, that is used to certain things having in their city, they can see those same things here. Um, you know, and, and ideally we want that to be a, a holistic experience from the minute you land at the airport, you get in your, uh, your lift or your rental car to when you get to your hotel, to when you visit attractions and venues and you go to our museums, our restaurants, it would just be incredible to have a vision of a city where through that whole experience, you're seeing sustainability as a part of that. Um, and I know that that's something that's gonna make us more competitive. Um, but I also think it's just, again, as we look at where we're at in 2022 and 2023, 
um, it's really just a necessity. You know, yeah. you, you really want to be um, innovative and, and on the cutting edge of so many things as a destination. And this is just one more thing that, that we have to kind of tackle um, to continue on that path that we want to be on. It reminds me like I'm, I'm from California and it reminds me like when I would travel to places, um, let's say 10 years ago, and some places would have a smoking section in a restaurant and like coming from California, you, you just had this horrible like, oh my God, like you just kind of recoiled and was like, oh, I can't believe they're still doing this kind of thing. And they're not, they're not in the now. <laughs> and and I, that reminds me a little bit of it is like, you, it gets this negative feeling and then but kind of the, the flip side of that would be to come and see, oh, they are doing the stuff that I'm used to. Yes. And, yes. and so you don't have that. You, it, it, like you said, it's just kind of this seamless, ah, okay. Where I think like with my sister-in-law comes and visits and she sees us hauling stuff in plastic bags, she's going to be like, oh God, I can't believe they're, so they're still doing this and they're not, they don't care. And they're, you know. Yeah. And, and to your point, you know, I think there is a timeless element to New Orleans that we are always looking to preserve, right? Like, like there yeah. is such a rich history and tradition here that you want people to be able to tap into that when they come here. Um, but, you know, kind of the same example I keep using with air conditioning, you know, <laughs> people, people want to experience the history and the culture, but no one wants to experience, you know, right. what living in this part of the country was like, you know, in, in 1900 <laughs> without air conditioning, right? And so like, you know, we have to integrate modern technology and, and things into, into, our, into our culture and in our city. And so we look at sustainability as just one of those things that's, um, you know, to your point, five or 10 years from now, you know, I, it's going to be so seamless. You know, it's going to be odd to think back to a point where you could go into a shop or a business here and you didn't have options to recycle. Um, you know, that's, that's where we want to get. That's the goal post. And so this challenge is a great way for us to get started. I mean, the next generation is, it, my daughter's the one that, is bothering me all the time to remember my bags and and do stuff like that. They're they are more so. I know, like I'm same generation as you and grew up with the whole Captain Planet. They are even more so. They're at a level that's even higher than that. So I, I think looking ahead, like you said, that that next generation, they are they are absolutely expecting this. And I think that's a great point too. When you when you look at the lens of sustainability, and I think what we're trying to do, so much of it is about that next generation, right? and about preserving these resources and preserving our cities and our environment for our kids and our grandkids. And so that's, you know, I think that's a great lens to view it through. And, um, you know, I think similarly, my kids are, are, are pretty young, but I, I certainly hope that we're bringing them up in a way that they'll be conscious of those things. Um, I have been uh, chastised before for throwing um, like an apple core or banana out the window and, you know, they're like, daddy, you're not supposed to litter. And I'm like, well, it's biodegradable, but you're right. And so I've, uh, I've amended my behavior with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my husband said that in uh, Boy Scouts, they taught them to eat the entire core. They only spit out the seeds. And he, I see him do it, and it kind of weirds me out. But yes, <laughs> I, it's the same idea that that next generation is really, this is a big part, I know, of my daughter's curriculum and all this stuff. And, and they're seeing more of the effects, and we all are. Than, than when we were growing up. So it, it, I think it's interesting. You mentioned the Boy Scouts. I think, you know, they've got this philosophy of like leave no trace, right? When yeah, you go out yeah. and they encourage nature. And um, there's a group we're just starting to work with um, called Leave No Trace. And um, that's one of their principles, but they're starting to adapt it for this urban environment where it's about, mm -hmm. you know, litter abatement and things like that. So it's really interesting to see how some of those principles can carry over, you know, from what traditionally was about nature and trails and camping 
to an urban environment? And how do you bring that same thought about like, how do we reduce our impact, um, you know, even in an urban environment? Oh yeah, where, no matter where you are, if you're out in the middle of the, of the bayou or if you're downtown, you don't want litter all around you. Nobody does. Exactly, exactly. So, um, okay, so how do people sign up to this? How do they find out more about it? Where do they go? So, so we'll certainly be promoting this on neworleans.com and through some of our social media channels. Um, but again, loveyourcity.us is a great way to connect. So that's Life City who we're partnering with. That is their uh, campaign is Love Your City. That's where all their um, campaigns and challenges live. So if you go to loveyourcity.us and look for Waste Diversion, you'll see everything on there. Um, and it's a great time to kind of get involved. Even if you're coming in, you know, now the next two or three weeks, we are really just launching this thing and we want to really have a big group of companies and businesses participating. Um, also, if you have questions, you can always contact us at New Orleans and Company um, in our membership department that's just leading this charge. Uh, so please feel free to reach out. Um, but again, loveyourcity.us and lifecity.com. Um, there'll be more information on there as well as the neworleans.com website. Okay, awesome. Well, I really appreciate it. This is, um, I'm always excited to hear about the good stuff that the city is doing. God, you know, we know all of the bad stuff and all of the holes. So I, I want to hear more about, you know, all the effort that's being done to really push the city to the next level. And it's exciting to hear about. And I really appreciate you taking the time. Kim, it's great to share it. And, you know, I, I agree with you. It's great to be able to share the good news. And we're going to try to have some more good news to share in the future. Awesome. Um, so that's it for this week's episode of Biz Talks. Um, Biz New Orleans Magazine is out on stands and online now. Our July issue is our new and notables issue of um, people who are out there speaking of good news, doing all the good stuff to help take this city into the next level. And so that's out on stands and online at bizneworleans.com. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biz Talks. If you like what you hear each week, don't forget to rate us and leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on social media at Biz New Orleans. For more information or to contact us, please visit bizneworleans.com slash biztalks.